0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Basketball Brothers Podcast. I'm Callen. I'm Lincoln. And in this episode, we're just going to be discussing the overall scoring and just crazy, I mean, high-scoring games that have been going around the NBA. And how much we hate Devin Booker. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Okay, let's start off. The Mavericks' sons, Lincoln. I hate Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a phony. He only talks whenever there's three seconds left in the game. He only talks whenever he got Kevin Durant. Where was the talking before this whenever we were destroying him? Bro got Kevin Durant does not act. Exactly. He only talks when they're winning. He only started talking and messing with Luka when they were winning by two with three seconds left in the game. Like, bro, like, we can't Luca even responded to the trash talk, like someone asked him about the trash talk, and he was like, I mean, yeah, I get it, it's competitive, but just don't do it in the final three seconds of the game True, after like, you're already winning. Like, that's like such a scared move to do. Like exactly. Who, who only talks with three seconds? Like, bro. And he had nothing to do with the final play either. Exactly. It was literally Kevin Durant. Like, yes, Kevin Durant d- grabbed the board, and then I was upset that Luka missed the layup, but it's like, nothing really impacted Luka missing the layup except for himself. Yeah. I mean, it just completely rimmed out. That's mm-hmm. all it was. I don't know why Devin Booker is, like, pointing at the ground. What was he even pointing at the ground for? Who knows, honestly. Devin Booker is just annoying. Like, as a Mavs fan, Devin Booker is at the top of my most hated player list right now. Yeah, Devin Booker is, like, n- like. Ja Moran is second. Okay, okay, hear me out. I want a draw Moran dirty, but. Uh, all right, uh, continue with Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Booker, dude, is so, like, like, he's, don't get me wrong, he's a good player. But he needs to check himself, bro. He doesn't know when to talk trash. He does not. He's like, he's just such an annoying dude. Yeah, it's like it's like whenever it's like your little kids and like your brother, or your cousin comes over and starts talking trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. I get like, what you mean. why are you talking right now? Exactly. Like, you know I could beat you at everything, but you're talking trash. And then once I do it, you're gonna get all mad.
1: Yeah. It's so, like
0: either talk the whole time, even when you're losing. Yeah. Or don't talk at all. Because, like, whenever we beat him and stuff, he doesn't say a word, and he stops everything. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, keep the same energy. He only the talks same, when he's up. Yeah. They love to talk when they're up. Exactly. Just like in the playoffs last year. They don't want see. We freaking destroyed them in that I game know. seven. Like I how knew that was going to happen. they lost by 40 in game seven. Yep. And people are trying to say that Devin Booker owns Luka. Nah. Luca nah. owns the Suns. LD owns DB. Devin Booker has to ask Luca for permission before going to the store mm-hmm. or going to a game. Luca Doncic is Devin Booker's dad. Yeah, like Devin Doncic. Like Luca is Devin Booker's dad. He owns the franchise. He owns the Suns franchise. Like, come on now. You can't seriously expect us to think that Devin Booker in some way owns the Mavericks. Yeah, no, not at all. He doesn't own anyone. He acts like he does, but he doesn't. Bro got Kevin Durant and won by like two or four points, and now is like acting like they're the best team in the NBA. Like, calm down. You barely won. Whenever you have a super team, and we just have a duo. Like, calm down, big fella. So Devin Booker thinks he owns teams, but the biggest things he own are the biggest thing he owns is his house. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's not forget he lost the Kardashians too. Yeah, he was. Like, he was better when he was quiet and dropped seventy. That's what I am saying. Like we respected him. But that now he's a better he Devin Booker. Now he's only talking trash. Now he's all loud yeah, and obnoxious. I am like, like, bro, shut up! Your point guard is about to retire. Your small forward is carrying you, and your center can't stay healthy. And when he is healthy, he can't even do anything. CP three and KD are carrying the Suns more than yeah. Devin Booker is. It's like quit. It's like quit playing. Like he n- he has to know. He I'm has to understand that the moment they're gone, it's over. Yeah. Just like how it was before, yeah. And he's back to being stuck in a poverty franchise. Yep. So, because he was there before CP three and before DeAndre Ayton, and he'll probably be there after. He's he's gonna make himself a running joke, like in a like in a few years, you know, it's Mm -hmm. gonna they're gonna flashback to him doing all this and be like, back whenever Devin Booker thought he was like that. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna just cook on him. I know how the internet is. They're gonna cook on him. Uh, speaking on the Suns though, I, it is pretty cool to see Chris Paul and KD together. I mean, Chris Paul being a pass-first playmaker, and then us watching KD or watching KD, who's a scorer, play with someone who can set him up. It's like yeah, it's similar to a John Stockton, carl Malone situation, except in this case, Carl Malone would be KD, and KD's a shooter. Yeah, don't get me wrong, KD and Chris Paul are really good. So, yeah. I think I think what could happen is they could really, like Chris Paul could get so many more assists with Kevin Durant on the team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant's got to be your main scorer. He's yeah. got to be your main ball handler in those tough situations. He's got to be your person in that situation. If he's not your person or like your guy in that situation, you're doing it wrong and you need to be fired. Straight yep. up. Yep, exactly. No, you know what's gonna happen. If they don't if they don't win it all this year, someone's getting fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because now you of now course. You, now you, got you got three All-Stars. Yeah. Similar to the Nets. I mean, Nets didn't win that year, and look what happened. Their stars left, and then some of their... Uh, Steve Nash got fired. Steve Nash got fired, yeah. I and mean, they cleaned house. Their staff so. got fired. I mean, staff got let go. Staff changed. So, similar thing could happen to the Suns, definitely. The fans are like, this is a super team. But then for the coaches, it's like, well, now the pressure's on. Now i got to figure out what I'm going to do because if you're not making a comeback and winning almost every single game and making the playoffs and doing all that then you're 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 done you're losing your job yeah you have high standards now that's a very interesting perspective i've never thought of it that way yeah. you'd think the pressure would be more on the players but it's actually on the head coaches to uh utilize those star players well cuz if the head coach can't utilize the players well then the players won't do. Obviously, won't perform as well. So it does fall back on the head coach more. Exactly, because what's the biggest excuse about coaching? Well, he if he had a better team, he could coach. exactly his coaching would work better. The best coaches can coach a team of nobodies. That's what I'm saying. you the best coaches can elevate their players. And, like, build a playbook around them and make them look like star players. Yep. Yep. That's what happens whenever someone says, like, someone's a system player. It's like, yeah, he's a system player for that coach because that coach knows how to utilize him. Yes. That's what it is. That's why you'll see some players get traded and do amazing on their new yeah. teams, or they could fall off on their new teams. It's Mikkel all Bridges. about the coach and the other players. Mikael Bridges, for example, yes. Dennis Smith Jr. with yep. the Hornets. Yep, I mean, Jalen Brunson. So many. Yeah, Jalen Brunson. Well, Jalen Brunson was like that for us, too, because we didn't start him. He's doing even better on the Knicks, yeah. to be honest. It's because uh, we didn't start him. But let's get back, s- back to the Suns-Mavs game. So four players in that game dropped 30-plus. It was KD, Devin Booker on the Suns, and then for the Mavs, it was Kyrie and Luka. I'm about to... We're, Luca I'm, and Kyrie combined for, I think, 60-something? I'm about to... Close to 70? I'm about to ban Devin Booker's name on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. I'm debating it. <laughs> like, I may buy a Suns jersey just to burn it. <laughs> Straight up. Just spray paint over it. Yeah. Fraud. The Suns won that game, and I'm not too happy about it. I should have won. I'm willing to fight Devin Booker for Luca. Really? Yes. You're that big of a fan for Luca? Huh? You're that big of a Luca yeah, fan or are you that big of a Devin Booker hater? Both. Both. Like I respect his game, I just don't respect anything else about him.
1: Yeah, he's just okay. not a respectable yeah.
0: person. And he's just he has a very unlikable face. That's what we were talking about today in class. We were mm-hmm. like Devin Booker, he just looks weird. Yeah, he looks like a Wii character. He's just very odd. You know the default Wii characters that it gives you. He yes. looks like one of the. He's one of the presets. He's yeah, one of the he's a preset presets. character. That's what he looks like. Oh my gosh! It's stri- like his hair and everything. It just yeah, dude needs to visit a barber shop. Yes, he does. That's all I'm saying. So, we we brought up John Morant's name earlier. I mean, Lincoln, I- have you heard all the news that's been going on with him? Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. I would still be down to buy his jersey. You would? Yeah. I mean, like, I I don't really support what he's doing, but, like, I would still buy his jersey. Let's share with the fans what's going on with him real quick. Or the listeners, I mean. So, John Morant, about a week or so ago. About a week ago, a week ago. Never do that again. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll stop. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so, um, about a week or two ago, investigations came out that he flashed a weapon at a 17-year-old well did beat he up lose? the seventeen year old. Yes, and he then beat up the seventeen year old and, and flashed a weapon. a weapon. And then pointed a loaded weapon at him. Oh, and let's not forget about the other incident where after the Pacers game his inner circle they were in a they were in a car together. Oh, when and the they, laser pointer They the, shined lasers yeah. at Pacers officials. Yes and everything. And Let's not forget about that. And the Pacers officials even said it w- looked like it was a firearm. They felt yeah. like there was a firearm being pointed at They felt, at the like, th- threatened. Yep. La- or last week. No. This past weekend. Yeah. End of February, beginning of March. John Morant was on Instagram Live. He was in Colorado. And he flashed a firearm on there. He was in a club shirtless. Yeah. And he flashed the gun. John, John Morant gun has since 11. deactivated all of his socials. Yeah. And he sent Oh, did you see? uh to think about suspending him indefinitely. What do you mean? Like are they are thinking about it? Yeah, like being away from the facility I like think you should. Continue. I mean, yeah. It's like Miles Bridges, what happened with Miles Bridges It's much. like what no, Miles Bridges was domestic violence. It's like what happened yeah. with uh I mean, yeah. I didn't Ye- mean to say no like that that <laughs> that's that no sounded kind of harsh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's similar to a Gil- Gilbert Arena situation. He was always said to have carried a loaded gun on him. Yeah. Loaded firearm. Oh, you remember? You remember what they said about Gilbert Arenas in the locker room? He kept a loaded weapon on him, and then there was an argument, and he pulled it out. Yeah. Have yep. you heard that story? Yep. I mean, John Morant acts all big and bad, but he's not. Yeah. Let's not forget about the TikTok. But you not. Yeah. yeah. But you not. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Nope. Uh, nope. That f- that video to this day is funny. You remember I called it out. I talked about it before it went viral. Which oh yeah. 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 Have you seen it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. And now it's viral. I'm like, dang. You heard it here first. Lincoln makes things go viral. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and then oh, someone made a um new jaw one mm-hmm. where it was um you know how Kanye has that song where it goes like I miss the old Kanye. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then I hate the new Kanye. Always mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone made the that with jaw, plenty. though. Really? Yeah. Short hair jaw was... His short hair jaw was More likable than, than yeah. long hair jaw. Short hair jaw, he would try and dunk everything. He would miss, but you got everyone so hyped. It was still exciting to watch. Oh, did you see the celebration, too, from the other night? What celebration? Oh, with the... He did when the someone made it three fired. and he, Yeah. Like, made a... Yeah. He was doing the shots fired. I was like, yeah, you got to choose a new celebration, my boy. I'm telling you, John Morant and Devin Booker are the same person, just different but teams. I still have hope for Jaw. That's true. I still have hope for him. I think it's just his inner... Like, he has the wrong people in his ear, you know what I mean? But think about it. They both think they're all that, but everyone knows they're not as much as they say they are. Oh, yeah. They oh. talk all this game, but they... Aren't as much as they say they are. Yeah. Speaking of that, that just reminded me. John Morant said to Nikola Jokic that he's no longer fine in the West. Or that John Morant is no longer fine in the West. Oh, himself. yeah. I remember everyone, someone said it all started whenever he said, I'm fine in the West. Yeah. Like, it all went downhill so That's quick, That's when the dude. downhill slope started. It was, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was. And then, like, Kem Durant came in the picture. Kyrie Irving came in. <laughs> like, everyone was coming in. And everyone like, came to the West. It's like, you just had to say something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's his It's his fault. The yeah. second and 13th seed are within eight games of each other. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely his fault. The, the thunder? second... The second seeded Grizzlies have thirty eight wins, and the thirteenth seeded Thunder have thirty wins. It tells you how competitive the West is. That is eleven teams, and they are all within, I'd say, a win or so of each other. I mean, um, yeah, eight games, eleven teams. That's like. Good think about it. One point two or one point three think about it the grizzlies could be like end up going on a losing streak without jaw you know what i mean they could lose one game and they'd be be the third seed because think about it they would be back down to they're basically back to that pre-jaw era where they didn't really have a point guard that was like that because they don't have mike conley anymore either you know what i mean yeah exactly so who's their point guard ts jones yeah that nobody, it doesn't like, make sense, or it doesn't. It's not working. So for they're them. gonna start dropping games, and you know the Thunder. They're only gonna become better with experience because they're a really young team. But so the Thunder has so much competition in front of them, ahead yeah. of them, that it'd be hard for them to move at all. But it's yeah, but it's like I think they could maybe get to the play-in tournament. Yeah, I could see that. I, don't I know could if definitely they'll get, see that. I don't know if they'll get out of the play-in tournament, but they're they playing hopefuls. It, yeah, they. Mavs they are, I think Mavs are playoff locks. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, if not, we're playing locks at worst. Oh, definitely. We're definitely yeah. making the play in. And then, like, if we're in the play in, we're going to face a sorry team and we're going to go crazy. That's what I'm saying. We're playoff locks. Yeah. Like, 100%. Uh, yeah. We're in the playoffs. Anyone who doubts a as being playoff locks can uh, send a message to me, Callan, personally, and explain why you don't because I would love to hear someone argue and say that we're not because. With the way Luca and Kyrie are playing, I'm sorry, but we are one of the top three duos in the West right now. I'll tell you what. I'm ready to see Devin Booker crying when we knock him out of the playoffs. I'm so ready to see Devin Booker crying. I'm ready to see them like so upset and just be like, Oh, it wasn't fair. Like, shut up. Bro. I'm sorry, but we are Devin Booker's biggest haters. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you do like, like Devin Booker, then just uh turn our turn your volume down real quick and, uh, and dude. Yeah, just just skip past this part. Every time we've gone to a Mavericks game and they played the Suns, mm-hmm. literally any time we throw up a shot that's like it was a foul and we just throw up the shot. You know what Devin Booker does? Yeah, one of Devin our Devin Booker hangs on the rim and then smacks it down. and He gets all disrespectful. It's like, bro, you, like you are losing right now. It's like you down 30, my boy yeah one of our players throws up a practice shot, and he just goes up yeah. and blocks it or' is like not letting them practice it's, it's like a, that it's he's like disrespectful that. yeah it's like it's like whenever you're doing a shoot around you know like at like Stoball or just something just for fun, and someone yeah. goes up and like does something to you for no reason yeah, it's just disrespectful people who have no manners yeah. and no respect or for like, others or like you're at a pickup game you know and you're shooting around and you make the shot you know it's if you make it, you get another shot if you make it, you get your change, yeah. You make it till you miss it. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's like whenever they just take the ball and start shooting around, it's like, hey, bro, I I just made the shot. Yeah, like, I get the ball again. That's how it works. Yeah, I'm exactly. not gonna lie though. Whenever I do that, and I'm like that person isn't missing, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. you just have to constantly get the rebound. I'd be getting a little upset, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let me chill out, <laughs> let me chill out. That's funny. I brought up Nikola Jokic earlier. Let me say something about him real quick. He has the all-time high career, or no, I think it it might be career, but so far it's all-time high box minus, or box plus minus. He's got a 9.37. Okay. He's higher than Michael Jordan, higher than LeBron, higher than Magic, higher than KD, higher than Larry Bird. I mean, he's the highest. So he's higher than every other player you could I possibly think of for I've box plus minus. I've never that stat. What is the plus minus? It's basically like how well they perform on the floor. So it's not just looking at your individual stats, but it's looking at your stats over the whole game kind of. So oh, how many like well turnovers? You, yeah, so it's a combination of all your stats Points and allowed. like Yeah, a bunch of different things factor into that stat. It's oh. how you're playing as a whole rather than focusing on individual stats. So you, so you want a positive one. So yeah, Nikola Jokic is like basically the best player on the court at a time right now. Oh. All time, I guess. Dang, that's pretty good. He definitely has potential to be one of the best big men to ever play the game. With MJ the way is still he's going the goat at though. right now. MJ is still the goat though. That's how it'll always be. That that is how it will always be. I mean LeBron has a small chance, but No he doesn't. I think he I think he might. That's just my opinion though. You're all welcome to believe what you want to believe. How about the Knicks? They've won nine straight. And they're looking hot right now. It's because Jalen Brunson was named the player of the month, I believe, not too long ago. And they got R.J. The Barrett, Julius yeah. Randle, mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell yep. Robinson is so good, dude. Yeah, he is. People don't talk about him enough. He's such a good center. Like, he's a physical center. He's a big center. He really is. I would love for him to come to Dallas. I would love for Jalen Brunson to come back. The b- In the past week, Emmanuel Quickly scored, I think it was 38 in a game. Emmanuel Quickley is a very good bench player. So, Emmanuel quickly dropped 38 points the other night, and I think that was a career high for him. I forget who was against, but I think it was also in second over time. That's pretty... Oh! uh, Did you see Julius Randle's game winner? I did not. Crazy work, dude. It was such a weird possession, because at first, I think it was... I want to say it was RJ that had the ball, right? hmm And, you know, he's trying to do his thing, but he loses the ball. He picks it up. Passes it to Julius Randle. Julius Randle tries to win something with it. He d- drops it, right? Mm-hmm. He's in a double team. And then he picks it back up and just shoots from the three-point line. Knocks it down. Julius Randle did? Yeah. Dang. I was like, what the heck was that sequence? Yeah. I mean, it was such a wild sequence. Because in like, so many different points, I was like, it's game. It's It's done. Like, losing the ball like that, you you don't see that recovery, kind of recovery yeah. all the time. Usually, when you lose the ball like that and you're double teamed and it's rolling, you're done. Yeah, you, the ball is just taken and someone scores on the other half. Yeah, but the then end. they just managed to pick it up and it. yeah, I was like make a three and win the game. That's crazy. And it wasn't even bad defense either. I mean, it, it had to be good defense if they were making them struggle with dribbling and, like, get past the three-point line, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was just – Was a little bit of luck, I I want to say, and just being able to make the most of your situation. Exactly. That's I mean, that's what you want to do in those clutch moments. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's definitely what you want to do. So speaking on a, oh go continue. No, I was just gonna say it was just so wild to watch. I I need to show you. Yeah, I need to I need to take a look at it. But um, speaking on Emmanuel Quickly's thirty-eight point performance. I think it I think this was on March 5th when he did that. But on March 5th, 18 players scored 30 plus. That is the most ever in most ever 30 plus point games in a day in NBA history. 18 people. Luka and Kyrie were two of those players. KD and Devin Booker were two of those players. I think I Kawhi and PG Booker. were as well. But isn't that that's just crazy to me? It's a it's a, this by far has been probably been the highest scoring NBA season. It definitely has. It's definitely seeming like that. The amount of stuff that's happened, like record breakers and everything. Two players have dropped seventy one. Yep. You know this is I mean? the first time two players have dropped seventy yeah. plus in a season. Uh, first first time. time two Mavericks players have dropped forty in the same night. Yep. I mean, there's the scoring record was broken. Yep. There's so like if this, this is, is just one of the greatest scoring seasons ever. If it's if it's not a record then I don't know what it is. We are bearing witness to one of the greatest scoring seasons of all yeah, time. So it's a historic season. If you're able to watch a game, tune in to every game, and if someone gets, like, let's say 40, 45 points, you are witnessing history still, I bet. I can guarantee by the end of the season it'll be some kind of record, some kind of historical thing, something like that. We'll see news about it, all of the scoring this season. I guarantee you, we're gonna get to see a great performance in person when we go to the Mavericks game. Oh yeah, we're going to a Mavs game soon. We still yeah. need to pick one to go to. Yeah, but we're going. Definitely we are. It's gonna be exciting. Well, we're basketball fans, so we have to go to a Mavs game. Yeah. We run a basketball podcast. We have to. I yeah, mean, that all that we do is sense. talk about the Mavs. Right. We, it just makes sense. Yeah. We can't be Mavs fans without going to games. So. We'll sign autographs. Exactly. I want a T-shirt cannon. You want a T-shirt cannon? Yeah. And you can. That'd shoot be pretty it. cool. Yeah. You think they would allow that through security? I don't think they would, being they're saying that it's a uh, high powered.
1: I'll shooting. sneak it in.
0: It's a high powered propulsion or whatever the word is device. I don't know. I'll sneak it in. That may work. How hard can it be to. I mean, yeah. In other news, Udonis Haslam is retiring finally. After twenty plus years in the NBA, the most loyal player you'll ever meet. He spent all—I think it was twenty-two seasons. Yeah, with was it the twenty-one Miami. or twenty-two? But either way, he played every single season with the Miami Heat. The most la- loyal player you've you'll ever. I mean, it's not like he was like a big name or anything, but. But he stayed with them his whole career. I mean, he was drafted by the Heat, and now he's retiring with the Heat at the end of the season. It's it's insane. I mean. You ever think that he, like, thought about it and were like, you know, let's keep him along? You know what I mean? I think they're definitely going to retire his number. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's great. He's greatness. He's just one loyal, a very loyal person. Same with Dirk. Dirk was very loyal. Kobe oh, yeah, was very loyal. Yeah. Those guys will always be loyal. Yeah. Um, every time I think of him, I think of um the time whenever Tyler Hero tried throwing him an alley-oop. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's too you, old to jump up. Yeah, I don't know why you tried Cause throwing Because he's like a, 40 years old in the yeah, NBA, which is... Like, I don't know why you tried throwing a 40-year-old man in alley In any sports league, 40 or 36-plus is retirement age. I mean, 30-plus is retiring age. Not exactly, because Kyrie like 30-something. Steph is 30-something. KD is 30-something. Okay, but like NFL, hockey, yeah, you know I mean? That's soccer. True. Is very true. You're not true. usually going to play very long just because it's so physically demanding. Yeah. I mean, basketball is physically demanding too, but it's like you can get away with a lot more, I guess, in basketball. Oh, speaking of like physically demanding on NBA players, I'm actually in my English class, right? My college English class. I'm mm-hmm. So we got to choose a topic at the beginning of the semester for like what our papers will be about for the whole semester. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing mine on load management, right? Oh, that's smart. So Lincoln, how do you think? How do you think load management, like, impacts the NBA? Do you think uh, it's a positive or a negative thing? I think it's a negative. Really? Okay, think about it like this, you know? Mm-hmm. You got your star player sitting out because of load management, but mm-hmm. then you have NBA fans, like, this could be the one game they can attend, afford to attend, mm-hmm. and the star player isn't playing because of load management. Yeah. Like, it's not right. Like, I agree with what Anthony Edwards said, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Amy Edwards said, if you're the MVP, you should be playing all 82 games. Exactly. So, for those that don't know, load management is, just like the name says, managing the load of the season. So, like, it is strategic, or kind of strategically, but mostly just resting your star players at certain games throughout the regular season so that they can be fully rested and, like, fully healthy come playoffs so they can perform at their best in the playoffs, and the team can go further. That's it's basically what it is. But it's like, there's other ways to make sure they're healthy, you know what yeah. I mean? Kawhi is the face of load management. Oh my gosh, dude. Kawhi played a career high in minutes the other night. It was like, pff, around 40, I think. Dude, if Kawhi ever says he plays for the fans, I'm going to be like, no you don't. Yeah. He does not play for the Finns. If he, he played for the Finns, he'd be like Kobe and play every single game. Yeah, exactly. Because Kobe's mentality w- Kobe's mentality was, this could be their only time to see me. Mm-hmm. So the things I've brought up about load management in my papers so far are... Uh, so in my first paper, it's just proposing the issue in the first place. So I have to address both sides. So on one side, you have that, like what you said, load management makes it to where fans don't get to see their favorite players... This could cost the NBA money because fans are disappointed with their teams. Oh, yeah. I mean... You can lose easy games. Yep, you can lose easy games. Your players may not uh, maintain their health and like, physical, physical... What's the word? Physicality. Physicality. They may not maintain all this athleticism they've built up. And their body may not be as used to taking a break. As it is like when they're doing that, you know? But then on the other side, you do have the fact that... Okay, yeah, it probably decreases injuries. Or no, yeah, it does decrease injuries because they aren't playing every night. So there's less of a chance for them to put strain on their bodies. There is less strain on their bodies as well. Less overuse of their bodies. They get more rest in so their body is kind of more healthy and up to the playoffs. I mean, there's less less load on their bodies. But think about it like this: uh, If they played against the bad teams too, where they knew it was going to be a blowout, mm-hmm. they could just play early on and run up the score, and then sit out. You know what I mean? But think about how much more athle- or how much more physically demanding the NBA NBA has become, though. I th- think it's less physical in a way. I don't think it is. I think it's less physical in terms of fighting. But I think it's more physical in terms of everything that is going on. It's not, so fast-paced today. Not all of them, like, are really going to fight. Like, most of them are just trying to seem that way. No, but think about how fast-paced it is today. Because back in, uh, let's say, Michael Jordan's era, right? I mean... You don't want to talk about MJ's era because no, we I'm know just, what was happening with them. I'm just using an example real quick. Real quick. It was mostly like, you know... Set up a play real quick. They run the play, they score, get back on the other end, and then just play defense for a little. I mean, it's a bit slower paced, you know? You're focusing on mainly your star guy, right? Your star guy on the team. I guess in a way, but at the same time. in In today's world, you have multiple players that can do multiple things. So you have guys constantly running all around the half court, And you're constantly trying to defend them, so you're keeping up with them. And you have to switch off. You have to go under the rim. You have to go, you could go out of bounds. You have to go run up and down. I mean. But I mean, that was still a thing back then, too. That's true. But I'm saying it's faster paced because look at how the scoring has improved as well. I mean, yeah, the scoring has improved. But it's also maybe like because there's more free throws happening, you know what I mean? So more chances to score, like more chances at. Free points, you know what I mean? Yeah. And different things like that. But it's like, also... But wouldn't more free throws mean more physicality because you are getting those physical fouls? No, Because, think about it, they did not call fouls like that back in the day. That's true. Look what they were getting away with. That's true. Jordan rules? You can't. That is not legal in today's yeah. NBA. Yeah, that's very true. I mean... And then let's not forget, have you seen that video where... Kareem got hit one time, and then like he just started. He knocked out the guy. He knocked the dude out. He got a foul. He didn't get kicked out of the game. He got one foul for that. I think it depends on how you look at physicality, because you're looking at physicality as the actual fighting and player interaction. I'm talking about like players' bodies, how players are moving up and down the court, how what players are doing every game. You're talking more of a physical like altercation, like similar to a hockey thing. I. I mean just no matter what you're I think. You're talking it's, about pure competitiveness. I think old school basketball is more demanding. Because okay. also you gotta think about it, they didn't have they didn't really shoot threes, so every single time it's gonna be in the paint where a bunch of bodies are. But so they could also shoot from mid range though. Yeah, but I mean think still. about how hard how much harder it is to or not how much harder, but how much more tiring it is to constantly jump up and down like the way they do from so far away. They're constantly having to use more strength to put into the ball to shoot a three. But think about how much you have to be have to put into to go into the paint and like do what MJ did or do what like all these other guys did. Where you're jumping into like Kimbe Matumbo and he's about to block your shot and you just gotta try and you know what I mean you gotta try and change yeah. it and you yeah, gotta take him. You gotta take him just basically taking you out like tackling you. That, that was legal. Sense. That yeah. was legal to just body somebody like that and just take them out. It will take your breath away, dude. It is no joke. Yeah. So yeah. I think old school basketball is way more physically demanding than new school. That's a fair point. That's a very fair <coughs> point. We'll let the viewers talk about Debate that. Debate class. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, me, Callan, I was in a commercial shoot a couple weeks ago and... I met this cool dude named Christian Peterson and he actually gave us this idea of doing kind of a historic rundown of NBA teams. So like basically talking about them in previous eras, talking about them now and how they've changed over the course of several seasons. And if that's something you guys do want to see us do, we can definitely add that as a little section in each episode. Lincoln, you want to Say anything? I hate Devin Booker. No, I mean to add on to what I just said. Oh, no. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basketball Bros Podcast. I'm Callen. I'm Lincoln. And as always, be sure to like and follow us on all of our social medias under the same name at the Basketball Bros Podcast, Basketball Bros Podcast. It's all, I'd say, follow us on Instagram, and you can just access everything from our flow code or flow page. So, yeah, and then... If you did enjoy this episode, please be sure to give us a thumbs up and whatever rating you feel like we deserve. If you enjoyed it, please give us a higher rating and just provide us some feedback. So yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace.